Okay, so this episode is going to be the one where I actually talk to you about what I came here to talk to you about. Hopefully listen to episode nine about how Dom Diffing works. So I'm at a fork in the road. I'm getting all these issues, not a ton, you know, it's not like, doesn't seem to be breaking everything for everybody. But this, you know how I said the final piece of the puzzle was the backend uh, caching thing, which if you haven't been following the project closely, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But um, I thought that was the final piece of the puzzle. This is the final piece of the puzzle in terms of, um, what's the word, uh, like reliability. Um, This is the thing, this is the one part of Livewire that gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. It's a hard part. It's hard to understand. It's hard. It's just kind of a beast how Livewire does DOM diffing using MorphDOM. Like I said, I've made updates to MorphDOM, like tons of them. So MorphDOM has become a little bit of a Frankenstein inside Livewire. But this is the piece of the puzzle that there's still, it's still the cause of a lot of random issues on GitHub. And I want it to be really good. And Vue.js's DOM diffing stuff is really good. Like you almost never run into issues. And then when they make you do that key thing where if you have a loop like a V4 and you add colon key, you feel like, oh, that's really weird because you're not used to dealing, you're not used to worrying about the DOM diffing that Vue.js is doing. It just works. So I want to have that feeling out of the box and MorphDOM just isn't cutting it. So I have this decision to make. Do I A, like really roll up my sleeves and grok MorphDOM, which I feel I've tried to do multiple times, but do I really roll up my sleeves and like manhandle MorphDOM, like understand it to the core, write notes, make, you know, actual refactor it to make it more readable? It's insanely unreadable. Like if you try, maybe just for fun, go to the GitHub MorphDOM repository, look at morphdom.js, that big file, and try to understand it. I dare you. It's a massive procedural file (laughs) and it's really hard to understand. So do I do that? That's option A, where I take MorphDOM and I just make it my uh, insert uh, word that we shouldn't say here. so back on track, yeah. Do I do that? That's option A. Option B is I switch to a virtual DOM strategy like I talked about before. Um, that has the benefit of I could literally use Snap DOM or any of these DOM different libraries that React or Vue use. That would be great. Um, that would be super easy. And sorry, it, it that part would be easy. Um, the part of like making something work beautifully, but getting it to work, I would have to translate all of the DOM into the virtual DOM and then do the diffing and translate it back, whatever. It'd be a lot of weirdness. And I'm just not sure if that's something I want to do. Um, cause I attempted it before I gave it a weekend and I ended up just killing that branch. So that's option B and option C is there's always the rewrite in the sky. Option C is, do I write my own DOM differ like, like morph DOM? but for exactly what I need. So option A is the most realistic one. It's the one I've been doing. I just keep hacking MorphDOM until I get it to do what I want it to do. The uh, pros of option A are, I it's probably the least work and it's the least disruptive. Um, I, but the cons of it are MorphDOM's hard to understand. It's very hard to understand. And uh, I don't even know if I'll be able to make it do what I want without almost rewriting it anyway. Option B, where I switch to a virtual DOM strategy, the pro is that I can rely on uh, somebody else maintaining, sorry, the pro of of option A, another huge pro, the biggest pro, is that there's a whole group of people on GitHub 
that are constantly making sure that it works for everybody. Meaning it's been out there for a long time. There's lots of weird little if statements that detect stuff for certain browsers. Like if I were to write my own starting from scratch, I would be basically just reinventing the wheel in all those uh, areas. So option B is starting uh, with a, you know, implementing a virtual DOM differ like snap DOM that Vue.js uses. And if I do that, uh, the pro is, like I said, I get to use basically the hardened, beautiful, solid core that Vue.js uses. The con is to adapt my strategy to that strategy would be a lot of heavy lifting and might result in just as much weird errors as I'm getting right now. Option C is the most enticing to me because I would get to understand and own every bit of it. And if I wrote that, I would I would have written and understand every single nook and cranny of Livewire from back to front. I would have complete ownership of it and would understand all of it. And it would all be in my brain and intentional and within my domain. This is a pro and a con. It's a pro because I totally understand it. Uh, it's a con because I've widened the code base significantly and I would be reinventing the wheel, like I said before. Um, so it's a tough one. And I don't actually, I'm not going to come to an answer right here on this call, um, on this call. Like we're just, you know, me and you, we're, we're talking. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm just here to sort of vent and tell you my Dom diffing woes. This is the last nasty part of, uh, of Livewire. And if I can overcome this, then Livewire in my brain, Livewire will be clean and efficient on the front end. Um, and it's getting there but this is kind of a missing piece. So you understand how Dom diffing works now and you understand the crossroads that I'm at in terms of strategies for the front end. I will hopefully do a follow-up post where I tell you what I decided to do and how it went right or wrong. Um, but until then, enjoy your hike. Um, and uh, thank you for listening.